portion of God's Word that we'll spend a few minutes focusing our attention on this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Jesus says, The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. This is the gospel of our Lord. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. One flock and one shepherd sounds pretty good right about now, doesn't it? I don't know what it was, but a couple weeks ago, from about mid-March till the end of March, I couldn't stop watching the news. I couldn't stop reading news articles on on my news feed. I, I had to have more information all the time, it seemed. Things were just changing so fast. Started off with, with things that were big news, but not really that big of a deal, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. First, the NBA put a pause on their regular season. Then shortly after that, Major League Baseball put a halt to, to spring training and delayed opening day indefinitely. But from there, it was just one thing after the other, right? Schools were closed. Then there were these hygiene steps we were supposed to take, hand sanitizer readily available, cleaning our facilities in a way that we really hadn't ever done before. That didn't last long because next thing you knew it was a ban on on gatherings over 50 people and then a, a ban on gatherings over 10. Stay home. Wear a mask if you do go out. One thing after the next. And it all changed so fast, didn't it? I still can't get over how fast everything changed. One day was different than the day before. I just wanted to watch the news to see how's tomorrow going to be different than, than today. But now, I can't hardly stand to watch the news. And I really haven't been. I seem to be finding out about things through family members on the phone or maybe I happen to see a headline on my phone. I don't really enjoy watching the news or or reading articles from any source. There's so much division. Everything seems to be politicized. It it almost seems like there's all these different flocks of, of sheep And all these different leaders, and some leaders are saying this, and some leaders are saying that, and either you're in this flock or you're in that flock, and I don't know. Maybe it's just me. 
But right about now, one flock and one shepherd sounds pretty good. I wonder if it was a similar thing for Jesus' disciples as they chewed on these words of his for the very first time. They lived during a time in history when there was plenty of division, all sorts of people groups all over the place. Sure, there was God's flock, right? God's chosen people, the Israelites, who had been set aside, set apart from the rest of the world, made distinct from them. They had a a distinct lineage, right? Descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had a distinct land, a land that had been first promised to Abraham and then to their to their descendants through Moses. They entered into that promised land under the leadership of Joshua. And they had a distinct law. These people had been set apart, but but they lived around a whole lot of other people too. They lived with the Romans and Greeks and Samaritans and people from all over the world. There was all sorts of division in in Jesus' day. All sorts of leaders saying this and leaders saying that. I wonder if one flock, one shepherd, sounded good to Jesus' disciples too. At the beginning of our text this morning, Jesus is making it very clear that he's not like other shepherds. Not like other leaders anyway. Not like a hired hand, right? He, He makes a clear distinction between the owner of the sheep, that shepherd, and the hired hand. Yeah, maybe you could have a hired hand who's, who's worth his salt, who gets up early and works really hard every day and treats those sheep as if they're his very own. But, but when push comes to shove, the hired hand is not going to treat that flock the same as the one who owns it. But when life and, and death is on the line, the hired hand's not going to lay down his life for the sheep. Point being, the hired hand doesn't care about the sheep like the good shepherd does. As Jesus is making this distinction, I wonder if the disciples' eyes went over to some Jewish leaders and they started thinking to themselves, these guys care more about their status and their own health than they do about mine. Everything they do, every decision they make, everything they teach, it's all about them staying in in power, them maintaining their status. Do they really care about us? Or maybe the eyes drift over to a a group of Roman soldiers walking down the street. Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, the king. Do these people care? Or are they more interested in their own culture, in Roman things? They certainly don't care about Jewish things. Jesus is making it very clear that he's a different kind of leader, a different kind of of shepherd, someone who really cares intimately about his flock. The question is, what kind of leader would Jesus be? It's easy to follow a leader who likes what you like and who wants what you want. Maybe that's one of the reasons I find it so difficult now these last few weeks to to follow the news, to to listen to different government reports on this or on that. We don't have a unified government. We don't have a, a king with absolute authority with his servants running around doing his bidding, no questions asked. 
our elected officials are on this side or on that side. They're in this camp or in that camp. And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you find yourself on, you'll get along with some and others you won't. Some of those elected officials, at whatever level of government, they will want what you want and like what you like, and others just won't. And here they are, talking. One side has this message, the other side has that message, and they all seem to be talking at once. Maybe that's why one flock, one shepherd sounds so good. But we've got to be careful because Jesus isn't talking about an earthly flock with an earthly shepherd. He's not establishing a one-world order where he is king. He's not going to unite all the churches into one loving, agreeable church where everybody agrees on everything. Not here. So what is he getting at? What is the, the point of all this? What's Jesus want you and I to take away from this? Well, for starters, the, the exclusivity of Israel, the descendants of Abraham, the laws, the circumcision, that's all gone. No more Jew and Gentile. One flock. One shepherd. Who cares about the flock? And how do you get in? He knows you and you know him. You listen to his voice when he calls. It's not to say that there's no other noise. It's not to say that there's no other people trying to be shepherds. It's not to say that there's not other little groups of people running around going their own way. No. No more Jew and Gentile. Your ethnicity doesn't matter. Your race doesn't matter. Your gender doesn't matter. Your age doesn't matter. Your status doesn't matter where you think you've fallen or succeeded, none of it matters. It doesn't matter if you look at yourself as the worst of sinners or the most morally upright. None of that matters. Do you hear the voice of the Good Shepherd or not? Do you listen when He calls your name or not? Jesus is a shepherd unlike any other. He cares about you and he cares about me with an undying love, a love that we cannot even begin to fathom. He was willing to go so far as to lay down his life for the sheep, to go to a cross and to pour out his blood as a one-time payment for the sins of the whole world. His love for you and for me is, is something we can't even begin to fathom. His care for us. Unbelievable. He calls your name. He calls mine. He wants us to focus on what it is that he has done for us. To, to see his cross. To, to see that he's not dead but alive shepherding us to a destination, bringing us, as we heard in our Old Testament lesson, to, to green pastures unlike any we've ever seen. Jesus wants us to listen to his voice, 
to hear Him call and to see how much He cares for us. There are others who want to go their own way, who want to follow a different kind of shepherd with a different kind of message. Not one who talks about sin, but one who points out the good. Let them go their own way. You listen to Christ. You listen to the good shepherd who calls your name, who laid down his life for you. There are others who want to focus on worldly things, on experiences and feelings and accomplishments. Let them. You focus on Christ. Focus on what he has done for you. Look at how much he cares for the flock. He's not like other leaders who are interested in their own status, their own fame, their own fortune. No, he's only interested in you. He's not like the hired hands. He's different. He's the perfect good shepherd, the one who came for you. One flock, one shepherd. Sounds pretty good right about now. But remember, this is not some dream that's far off. This is not a better time yet to come. You are in that one flock right now. And Jesus, the good shepherd, is guiding you to your eternal home in heaven right now. This doesn't mean that there's no noise around you. It doesn't mean that there aren't other shepherds, other leaders trying to to bring you their own way. Don't let the good shepherd's voice get lost in the noise. He calls to you every single day in his word. He's made a promise to you in your baptism that you are his own dear child. Listen to the voice of the good shepherd. You are a part of the flock. He is guiding you home. Amen.